0: comes from the Gospel of Mark chapter 1 verses 14 through 20. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: Thank you for having a little fun this morning. It's all right to have fun. It's also all right to sometimes stumble our way through doxologies and other moments of liturgy in the church because we are on a path together, growing and learning and becoming the people that God has called us to be. So welcome again to worship this morning. Today we're starting a brand new series here at Pittman Park that will carry us through this season of Lent called Disciples Made Here. Throughout this series, we're gonna take a look at the kind of disciples of Jesus Christ that we're uniquely called to make for the sake of God's kingdom and for our community because we wanna be a church, friends, we wanna be a church that calls and equips people to build faith-filled communities that transform our community for Christ. We wanna be a place that helps people grow and mature so they can help others grow and mature in their faith but before we jump into talking about the kinds of disciples that we're called to make we've got to take a moment and talk about the elephant in the room or better yet the elephant in the sanctuary right because there is an elephant in the room when we talk about disciple making we've got to talk about an issue that most pastors and preachers don't want to talk about and that is this The 21st century church is great at creating experiences for people to come and worship. We're great at helping people assimilate into church membership. We're great at programs. We're great at growing our budgets. We're really good at at getting people excited to come to church for one hour a week. We're good at those things, but we're also failing. We're failing to help people imitate Jesus and to become more like him. I think far too often we've settled for making good church members when Jesus has called us to do something completely different entirely. Jesus has called us to make disciples of all nations. You remember his words from Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen to 20. These, by the way, are Jesus' last words to his disciples in Matthew's gospel. The last words before he ascends, Jesus says this. He says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus said, go and make disciples, not go and make church members. He didn't say, go and build committees. Now, friends, we're Methodists, and we love a committee. We love committees almost as much as we love casseroles. Almost. But Jesus didn't say, go and build a trustees committee. He didn't say, go and make small group leaders. Jesus said, go and make disciples. Go and make disciples, which begs the question, what is a disciple? Because we say words like disciple and disciples and discipleship all the time in the life of the church, but it's a term that we haven't defined very well. So in order to find out what a disciple is, we're going to roll back to the very first verses of Mark's gospel. In the gospel of Mark, it only takes 13 verses for Jesus to be born, baptized, sent out into the wilderness for 40 days, and then to come back onto the scene, which is where we pick up the story in verse 14. There Mark says these words about Jesus. After John was put into prison, remember John had been baptizing out in the Judean Judean wilderness at the river Jordan for repentance, but he was put in prison by Herod. So after John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God, the gospel of God. The time has come, Jesus said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Or believe the gospel. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen. That was their job. They were fishermen. They cast net into the lake hoping to bring back a catch. But Jesus goes to them and says, come and follow me and I will send you out to fish for people. And at once, Mark's gospel says, as does Matthew's, as does Luke's, they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Jesus shows up on the scene in Galilee with good news about the kingdom of God. And he calls people, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, to come and follow after him, to come and join him in this good news, in this gospel, and to join him in learning the ways of the kingdom of God. These men and others who respond to Jesus' call are who we call the disciples. So it seems to me that a disciple is first someone who chooses to follow the way Of Jesus someone who chooses to follow the way of Jesus this is all the disciples do in this passage they commit on the spot with their nets still wet from fishing with their fathers still standing in the boat don't you love that scene can you imagine Zebedee and his hired help there as as the nets are wet getting ready to be cast out into the water and you know James and John are just out they're gone heading off with some guy who just walked up and called them probably their cousin, but they commit on the spot to following after Jesus, to following the way of Jesus, to going where he goes, to sleeping where he sleeps. Do you ever think about this? That we see Jesus wandering throughout the gospels to different places all around uh, Israel, and the disciples are with him, and when Jesus lays down to take a nap, they all lay down to take a nap, They commit to sleeping where Jesus sleeps, to sharing what Jesus shares, to loving who Jesus loves. The disciples, they don't always know where Jesus is going. They don't always know what Jesus is doing, but they're always committed to following his lead. So these four men, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, and eight others follow Jesus over the course of the next three years and they learn the ways of Jesus. That's three years, friends, not eight weeks, right? We like a lot of eight-week, 16-week Bible studies because in eight weeks or 16 weeks, we're gonna become an expert on something. No, we're not, friends. If it took the disciples three years, it's gonna take us a while too. We have to be committed to following the way of Jesus, not just once, but every single day of our lives, which brings me to the second characteristic of a disciple. A disciple is someone who's in a growing relationship with Jesus. Day by day, disciples are learning and growing in the ways of Jesus. This is the pattern that we see with the disciples that Jesus himself called. And as they follow Jesus, as they follow his lead and commit to following his way, Jesus gives them opportunities to watch. Opportunities to listen in, to participate, and to practice ministry. Remember, these 12 will be sent out ahead of Jesus to prepare his way as he moves from town to town. Later on, 72 will be sent out in Jesus' name to pray for people, to heal heal people, and to proclaim the gospel ahead of Jesus. And Jesus is pleased when they go out and return, full of stories about how God moved mightily among them. The disciples, when they're with Jesus, they learn what to do and a lot of what not to do. If you go back and read the stories of Peter, Andrew, James, and John, you find out that while they learn a lot of what to do, there's a lot of times they learn what not to do. You remember Peter is gonna deny Jesus three times. He's gonna be a hothead. He's gonna accidentally cut someone's ear off in the garden the night that Jesus is arrested, right? He's gonna trip and stumble his way, but somehow by God's grace, he becomes the rock upon which Christ builds his church, which tells me that God takes broken people, stubborn people, loud people, quiet people, people like you and like me, and somehow transforms us when we commit to walking in his ways and cultivating a relationship with him. He transforms us into more we, than we could ever be on our own. You see, disciples, they don't just make a decision to walk in the way of Jesus. They cultivate a relationship with Jesus that grows and forms them over time. I don't know if you've ever tried to pick up a new hobby, but when I had just graduated college and was in seminary, um, I decided that I was gonna pick up golf. Like I was just gonna take up, I was gonna be a golfer, right? Because preachers golf, we know some preachers who love to golf. I know some preachers who, you know, 12, 15, they're gonna be out there on a, on a tee. <laughs> but I thought I'd take up golf because it would be a fun thing to do. it get me outside, it's good walking. Um, and so I decided that I was gonna do it. So um, I paid $40 uh, one afternoon. I went out to a local golf course, rented the, uh, the course golf clubs. Have you ever played with course golf clubs? Like the ones at the clubhouse? I don't even know what you call them renta clubs they're terrible i played with those got blisters on my hands but simply making the decision to become a golfer didn't make me a golfer right like if you want to if you want to be a golfer you've got to take some steps to grow in the game, you've gotta, you know, buy some clubs. You've gotta spend some time out on the driving range and out on the putting green. You've got to go out week after week and and play golf. Deciding to play golf isn't the same as being a golfer. Being a golfer takes time, years to develop your game. And some people like me, look, we're just not gonna take the time to learn. (laughs) After I played my first round and shot like a 170, I figured it was time to retire, top of my game. But people who love golf and are golfers, you know, when they make that decision that they're gonna step in to to being a golfer, they go out and they buy, you know, the pants, the high pants with the tall socks, right? And they buy the shoes and they buy the shirts and the gloves and the clubs and they start to watch the golf channel. The only place I ever see the golf channel is, is in a doctor's office and I don't know why that is. They'll take lessons, they'll take lessons. And they will always remind you when the master's is, when master's week is. And I have to remind people that that master's week is not the same thing as holy week. Uh, Holy week has to do with Easter, not with Augusta. They go and read books and they find people that can help them grow in their game. And they look for opportunities to learn and grow more. Y'all discipleship, it works the same way. Being a disciple of Jesus is not about a one-time decision to follow Jesus. It's about a day-by-day, moment-by-moment decision to make the next right decision when it comes to growing in your faith. It's about putting yourself in a place where you daily can learn and grow through prayer, through studying the Bible, through worship, through serving others, and growing in community with others. It's about your posture towards the world and your posture toward the God who left heaven and came to earth to save you from the sin and death that you found yourself in. Friends, a disciple is one who chooses to follow the way of Jesus and someone who's in a growing relationship with Jesus. But third, a disciple, a disciple of Jesus is someone who also makes disciples. Remember, if you roll back to Matthew 28, 18 to 20, Jesus, before he ascends, just like you heard earlier, says to his disciples, these men and women who have have chosen to follow the way of Jesus, who've cultivated a relationship with Jesus for three years. Jesus says to them, go and make disciples, go and multiply yourselves, go and call people to come and follow me as I lead you, go as the Holy Spirit leads you, go and help others not only to decide to follow after me, but to enter into a growing relationship with me so that when the time is right, I can send them out to make even more disciples. Y'all, this is how our world is transformed. This is how our community is transformed. This is how our homes and families are transformed in the name of Jesus. It happens when people like you and me choose first to walk in the way of Jesus. When we make that commitment, And then we cultivate a growing relationship with Jesus and then begin inviting others to come along on the journey with us. Jesus himself has given us the pattern, call people to become disciples, help them grow and mature them, and then send them out to call even more people to be disciples of Jesus. Now, when I came here to college, I was lost like a ball in high grass. My first year here at Georgia Southern, I lived like every other student on the campus. But my sophomore year, um, I decided to get more serious about my faith. I'd had a very rough summer and coming back to school, I decided I'd start attending the Wesley Foundation next door. And, and I had four, four people who adopted me. Well, that's not really true, I adopted, I adopted them. You know, they didn't know that they were adopting me. <laughs> I was just hanging out all the time. But Kirk and Dan and Luke and Josh, they shared their life with me in a way that helped me understand what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. And it didn't look like us always coming together to pray for one another. And it didn't look like constant Bible study. It looked like them inviting me to come play Risk on Sunday nights and to laugh and share life. It it looked like them inviting me to come and play guitar and to be a part of some of the leadership teams at Wesley. It looked like them giving me a chance to take my faith from something that only existed in my mind and in my heart to something that I could live into with my whole life. They invited me, disciples as they were, to be a disciple. And I'll tell you, I wouldn't be here without their impact on my life during college. See, friends, this is what the kingdom is all about. Disciples committing to following the way of Jesus, entering into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ, and then calling others into discipleship as well. So this morning, I've got to ask you, have you chosen to follow the way of Jesus? Have you chosen to follow the way of Jesus? Have you said in your heart, Lord, I choose to follow after you? And if you have made that decision, if you said yes to Jesus' offer of salvation and eternal life, if you said yes to that offer, have you committed to growing in your relationship with Jesus daily? Have you committed to spend time in prayer and in study? Have you committed to fast? Have you committed to solitude and to service? Have you committed to making space in your life so that God can speak into you so that you might be transformed from the inside out? And if you've done those two things, if you've said yes and committed your life to Jesus Christ, and if you are daily growing in your relationship with God, then are you making disciples? Are you inviting others into a relationship with Jesus Christ? I guess what I'm really asking this morning is are you a disciple? Are you a disciple? who's seeking to be a part of the good news that Jesus has brought to us and to our community? Are you a disciple who's committed, who's growing, and who's inviting others to be a part of what God's doing in this world? Here at Pittman Park, we think that there are four qualities that we want our dream disciples, you, to be. We want you to be faithful encouragers. We want you to be people who are encouraged in their faith and then share that encouragement with the people around them. We want you to be humble servants, people who put their hands to doing the work of mission and ministry in our world. We want you to be compassionate leaders who see the world's needs around you and respond to those needs by addressing issues face on. And then we want you also to be everyday visionaries, people who can see the possibility and potential in individuals in our community and in our world so that what we do in here might spread out into the world so that the faith and the hope and the life that we know here might be shared with our community and ultimately in the world so that every heart and every life might be transformed in Jesus name amen. Would you pray with me? Lord, forgive us for all the time that we've spent making church members when we could have been making disciples. Help us today, Lord, individually and corporately to commit to following your way Help us through this season of Lent to develop new disciplines that will help us grow in our relationship with you. Teach us to pray, Lord, to fast. Teach us to hunger for your word and your truth. And open our eyes, God, that we might see those around us who are just waiting for a call and an invitation to come. And follow after you give us eyes that see and ears that hear hands that run to serve and feet that carry the good news of the gospel this we pray in the name of Jesus Christ our Savior and our Lord amen